0: I love playing the game of disc golf. What I hate is waking up the next day, feeling that soreness in my muscles, in my body, my arms, my shoulders, my legs. And what I typically do is I wake up, I hammer down a few ibuprofen or Tylenol, and I go ahead and move on with my day. What I didn't realize was how bad that was for my body as well. Throwing a disc is very strenuous on your body, whether you realize it or not. What it does is it causes micro-tears in muscles, which then become inflamed, and that's where any post-workout or post-round soreness comes from. That's why you need to check out our friends at Wonderkind. Wonderkind with a U. All natural CBD products. They're located right here in the United States, and they're always shipping for free. All of their products are 100% legal in all 50 states lab-tested to make sure that you're getting the highest quality CBD product to help you recover from your round out on the course. The CBD products all have an anti-inflammatory property, which is amazing for muscle recovery and pain reduction after a round. Guys, check out Wonderkind Again, that's W-U-N D-E-R K-I-N-D You can follow them on Instagram at Wonderkind Extracts And you can visit their website at wonderkindextracts.com and select from any of their amazing CBD products and use code RUNIT15 at checkout to save 15% off. Again, that's RUNIT15 at wonderkindextracts.com. Tired of putting down those ibuprofen and those Tylenol, eating up your stomach and attacking your liver? Well, give an all-natural CBD product a shot and see how much better you feel after your round. Again, that's wonderkindextracts.com, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Hi, this is Ken Climo, and you're Running It
2: with Nate Sexton.
1: Running It with Nate Sexton is brought to you in part by Innova Champion Discs, makers of the Disc Catcher. The Innova Disc Catcher is installed on more courses worldwide than any other target.
0: Hello, disc golf fans, and welcome to a special edition of Running It with Nate Sexton. I am your co-host, Jared Orr, sitting across the country alongside our host, the 2017 USDGC champion and Innova team captain, Mr. Nate Sexton. Nate, how you doing today, man? I'm great, Jared. How are you? Ah, if I was any better, I'd be jealous of myself, man. I'm uh I'm super excited about this uh special edition. I know you guys have a ton going on you're out in Kansas um playing in the DDO and you said uh hey we got to make sure we get a show out for the fans get that fresh content out so um you grouped together a, a couple of uh, kind of big names for us and uh, we're going to do a little bit of a chat here we're coming off of a huge episode Nate I'll tell you I've never been so flattered over the last week because the amount of comments that came in that was like wow I can't believe Nate Sexton had the goat on this week I I don't know if I'm the goat yet of podcasting, guys, but um, clearly they were talking about Ken Climo. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) An amazing episode, having the champ on. The downloads and the messages are still coming in. How cool was that, Nate?
1: It was the the peak of what we've done so far for me. I mean, that was amazing, getting a chance. I haven't talked to him for a couple of years. He hasn't been out there. So it's just awesome to reconnect with the champ, hear some stories, hear his perspective. He's just a sort of like shockingly approachable, down to earth guy, considering all the success that he's had.
0: It was uh, it, probably the most fun I've ever had on a podcast of anything that I've done, and um, I've shared a brownie Sunday with Jose Canseco, so um, I'll tell you that that was uh, having the champ on was probably my highlight. So we have uh, we have an amazing show today. Um, But before we get into it, guys, you know, we got to pay some bills and talk about our amazing sponsor over at FisherDiscGolf.com. FisherDiscGolf.com is the official retail sponsor of Running It with Nate Sexton. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably love disc golf, and FisherDiscGolf.com has you covered 18 different brands of plastic, all the apparel you could possibly need, some really awesome Fisher Disc Golf hats and hoodies that they just got in. They're constantly loading up on new plastic. I know they just got another drop of Innova in. If you guys are looking for those Halo Destroyers, they've got them. Uh, and a lot of really awesome discs that they're adding. They're doing their disc stacks every Tuesday and Friday. They actually moved it up to 7 o'clock so you could get in there, pick your disc a little faster, and get out and get to bed so you're not dragging it on so late because they've just been bombarded with folks in there doing that. So remember, 7 p.m. start now. uh, That's on the East Coast for uh, disc stacks every Tuesday and Friday. And uh, also, FisherDiscGolf.com still has a few of those special discs they have for touring pro clint calvin um they're helping earn some money for him while he's out there on the tour so if you guys want to pick up some uh, kind of collectible plastic i guess and help out a a touring pro who's out there just trying to make it happen go ahead and visit FisherDiscOff.com. they've got a few different molds on those clint calvin discs and they're really pretty awesome and just for listening to this show you guys can save yourselves a little bit of money, right, Nate?
1: Yeah, you can use our code RUNIT10 to get 10% off on your first purchase. Shipping is always free at FisherDiscGolf.com. And man, being in Emporia for a couple practice days, you mentioned that Halo Destroyer, that's a lifesaver. You need one of those.
0: They're, uh, they're amazing discs, and Fisher Disc Golf has them in stack. And you can save 10% and get free shipping. So make sure you visit our friends over at FisherDiscGolf.com. And of course, Nate, I don't know how we would have the energy to do this podcast and and crank it out if we didn't have a nice snack sitting next to us. And I'm talking about Double G Craft Jerky. Uh, You guys already know who Garrett is. We've had him on the show. You can check it out in the archives. Uh, his passion for disc golf. He's also got that same passion for cooking and he put together an awesome team. And before he used to just kind of cook for you guys out there on the tour. Now we can all partake in this amazing recipe by picking up some double G craft jerky right now. There's four awesome flavors that are available. And uh, speaking to the folks over at double G craft jerky, they wanted to set something up special for our listeners. So you guys head over to double G craft jerky, pick out your favorite flavor Possibly all four. Use code run it and you will get a special commemorative pin that they're handing out now at Double G Craft Jerky. So just for listening to our show, trying out the jerky, helping Garrett build another business. I know these pins are a big deal, man. There's a lot of people that are collecting these. You can get that special Double G Craft Jerky pin for free just for purchasing a bag, getting a good snack. Garrett's helping out with the Children's Foundation. Uh, Just an awesome, awesome company doing some really good things. And uh, Nate, I know you love your Double G Craft Jerky.
1: Yeah. And I I love a pin too. I mean, if you don't have any bag swag in this day and age, you're falling behind. So you got to get something, you got to decorate that bag up. I just played with Garrett yesterday. We had a lightning delay, got a little sneak preview of a new flavor, smash cracked pepper. So get ready.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. I can't wait for that. And uh, again, they're they're using brisket when they're making this beef jerky. So you're getting a high quality product. And uh, again, just an awesome guy and a company that's doing some great things. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, you're loving the guests, the best way to support the show is to support our sponsors. So make sure you visit fisherdiscoff.com. Double G Craft Jerky, get yourself a new disc and a little snack for out on the course, and uh, you're all set and ready to go, man. Nate, you've, uh, you've set up something a little special for our listeners today. As I said, we talked about your schedule a little bit. You've got a ton of stuff going on in Kansas. We weren't sure how we were going to get a new show out. You said, you know what? We got to crank out some content for these listeners. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and pull together a little bit of a, a super team for today's episode. So I'm super excited. Uh, I'm over here in Buffalo, New York. You're in Kansas. Who you got sitting with you, Nate?
1: Well, we're at the Airbnb, uh Jomez Airbnb, and I got a couple guys that I, uh, you know, I've I've shared some microphone time with before. And I had to buy them a burrito and some tacos to get them to come on the show, but that's fine, that's in the budget. No worries, but I have my friends Jeremy Colling and Paul Yulberry. What up, everyone? I am so full. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So 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 we got a big sexy Barry. Uh, kind of a fan question session here. We're going to just kind of do some debates and uh, see where we land on some of your questions before we get out there and go after the course today. Are we going to do some debates? I would think we are. And are we all going on the course today? Not Germ. He's not in the tournament.
0: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You and Germ kind of uh, kind of switched roles here for this one. You're out there slinging them and flinging them, and Germ's on the call.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's, you know, usually for me, it's not because I forgot to sign up, but, uh, you know, it's, it is kind of a role reversal.
2: <laughs> Shut up. Mate. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, 15 years of doing this. I have the thing to do. Oh, and they're paid for. All I have to do is click three
0: buttons.
1: But he no, he's doing a great job. He's in the live booth.
3: It's really been a pleasure joining the show, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know what, Jerm? I think I'm it's so- awesome. I think it's awesome that you did that, actually, to, to not take the shine away from Nate. I know that's really what you were thinking. You're like, you know what? He's coming back for Kansas. I'm not going to go out there and, and overshadow him. So I'm going to hit the booth and cover him there, and I'll let him have some fun on the course. That's a good friend right there.
3: I do what I can, and you know
0: it's it's all about
3: not overshadowing our sports heroes right now. Calvin Heinberg and Eagle starting their rounds off with of fourteen unders. I'm not out there trying to shoot sixteen down and make everyone look bad. You know,
1: it's it's kind of we all do our part. You, know? you, you could have it. i I'm not trying to make them look bad. I'm just a pedestrian nine. Let let the stars shine. <laughs>
0: Man, I am uh, I am having so much fun with the practice rounds. Um, obviously, it's uh, the majority of them this year have been uh, just Germ and Yuli. You guys got Nate back into the mix, um, and I'll text Nate a lot of times and be like, "Man, Germ, you dropped a line that I won on a T-shirt a couple practice rounds ago." He said, "You know what? That shot would have been good if it was better." <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Man, that's uh, that's some that's some serious advice right there." Uh, And then there's a new one that just came out. You guys filmed one. Uh, Do you think anyone scooped that disc up off of the uh, off of the highway there in Kansas yet? Oh, I know they
1: did. Yeah. His name's Jonathan Gomez and he scooped two of them.
0: So my favorite part of that is you guys are debating the legalities of this and uh Yuli looks in the camera and goes well you know if if your kid ran out there you'd have to go out there and get your kid that can't be illegal <laughs> uh yules just a heads up if your kids playing in the highway you're probably going to jail <laughs> um, and uh and then you you topped it off with but i don't know man i'm not a scientist um so that was also a that was, really
1: good shirt <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, was, that would be a good shirt that must almost already exist i don't know man i'm not a scientist <laughs> that's all that's on the shirt yeah no,
0: no you're no scientist indeed yuli but uh you certainly you certainly can throw some plastic man so if you guys haven't had a chance yet check out the new Maz practice round is out uh it's a lot of fun and uh you know germ i, I don't know man I, I know a couple weeks ago you were eyeing up a shot and You always like, hey, you want to use my Raptor? And you're like, no, I don't. And then this practice round, you're looking at a shot, and Nate looks at you and goes, what? You don't have a sexton in there? I really appreciate the fact that you're not peddling your discs onto other people during these practice (laughs) rounds. So thanks (laughs) for that. I'm not into
3: that. You know, if if Nate understands how good a Thunderbird is, then he understands how good a Thunderbird is. If he doesn't, then that's you know that's lost strokes for him. So. I don't need to go out there and just shamelessly plug my product. And, you know, I know that my product's the best, like such as the Big Germ Swirly Star Thunderbird. It's the best disc there is. And if you don't have one or a hat magnet, a Big Germ hat magnet from Disc Golf Pins. Like I don't need to shamelessly plug these things. Like that's just ridiculous and kind of I don't know, it's not professional.
2: And that's what I like about it. I'm a Big Germ Thunderbird on a highway near you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and keep yourself
3: protected from the sun with johnny fly sunglasses i mean it's the way to wait a second are we getting away from the okay,
0: sorry. no man go ahead get your stuff in that's what that's what we got you here for
1: the big germ thunderbird the official disc of interstate 35
0: <laughs> oh man that was just that was just amazing so guys i uh i reached out on social media and i said hey if you were sitting in a room with big sexy berry what would you guys like to hear them talk about and we got bombarded with questions, topics. Some of them silly, some of them fun. And uh, I think maybe we should just kind of throw a few of these out there, and uh, and let you guys kind of discuss amongst yourselves. What do you think?
1: Throw, throw them.
0: All right, perfect. Andrew Espinoza asked, "Who do you guys think is the funniest member of the commentary team, and why is it Yuli?" <laughs>
1: i think we we all have our we all bring our own flavor uh you know i'm clearly the funniest Mm -hmm. but i think we all we all bring our own uh our own element
3: to it yeah i think that nate makes a good joke just from the bat and that right there shows why he's one of the funniest is it he's he's got the witty thing and i've got the thing that like your uncle says and you're like that's not funny but But then then later
1: you're kind of like it was funny
3: but it, it it was it was funny when i said was funny and the reason it was funny is because i understand that it's not funny and that in <laughs> itself makes it funny you're right and yuli has the everyday guy funny like but yuli
1: sometimes your- has the quick hitters
3: yeah
2: I, I don't know I, I can we all just be funny together i just kind of wait for you guys to try to be funny and then i funny on that yeah and then i look you yeah, know, really good yeah
1: well, really clearly, fun. as far as Andrew's <laughs> concerned, it's it's a it's clear cut, Yuli. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I I just love working with them.
3: I think I'm the pitcher at a home run derby, like, and I'm just lobbing up little little. I guess they have to throw them pretty fast for them to get the the power to get returned. Sure, yeah. So I'm coming in there fast with some really dumb content and just setting up Paul
0: and, and Nate to just knock it out the park. <laughs> Obviously, Germ, Andrew's never heard you tell the joke. uh, about your girlfriend asking you to stop singing oasis oh i mean
3: she begged me and i said maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go andrew i think that just settles it right there for you um i had a uh, a fun question from timmy uh timmy duncan on instagram said a three-way death match one disc what are you guys choosing and who wins
1: well, I mean, it, wow! It's, uh, the course is a huge factor there, uh, but I, I, mean, I'd have to take a Firebird. Oh, so this isn't like an actual death match. We're not trying to kill each other. I don't. I well, I guess if the, I got to go wider, if the, if we have to try to kill, I'm going to go Destroyer.
3: <laughs> okay, hopefully, <laughs>
1: That's not the direction. I think of the question. <laughs> I think it's about playing a one round turn a one disc tournament. One round, who's okay. going to win, and what disc are we choosing? I'm choosing probably a Firebird. Yeah, I, I, we're back to the shameless promotion stuff. Like, I think that I can do anything
3: that I want to do on the course with uh, my sorority star Thunderbirds. I, yes. I mean, I think they're neutral. They go far, but they're also used for short shots, and they, I think I can get them close
2: enough that I don't have to worry about the putt. I'm going to use the Raptor only because if it is a death match, maybe I'm talking about that crazy dinosaur, and you guys don't have a chance. Well,
1: dinosaurs famously uh, afraid of fire.
2: Also,
3: Are you, Dinosaurs famously able to read. So they know that that disc says Raptor,
2: right? Let's switch it up to the uh, no. kind of the Raptor that's in the sky then. They're not free <laughs> to fire at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, Is that the Rapture?
1: I think, it, I think anyone could take it. I, I don't think there's a clear-cut winner. We all pick a pretty similar disc, you, which isn't a surprise. Everyone's going kind of mid-speed, fairway, little overstable, versatile disc. And, yeah, who's hitting putts with that driver? That's the guy who's going to win. Whoever can dunk a couple 45-footers with a driver.
2: Well, Nate, it's – Raptor will never be 45 away. Not on – okay. It's your show,
0: so we're going to give the win to you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Nice win. Uh, Good good game, man. Uh, I'll tell you, we – we got a lot of questions from people that uh, have different names, but yet they still ask it from Jarrett from Buffalo. So um, back up off my gimmick a little bit, everybody out there. Okay. Um, so uh, jo- Joe Blakely asks, Jarrett from Buffalo would like to know, when did disc golfers hit their peak? Nate seems to have hit his apex in his 30s, whereas someone like Will Schustricht peaked in his early 20s. Johnny McRae has had 20 plus year peak going into his late forties. I think this is a fair question. When do you guys think is the peak age? Now I know we've got the ageless wonder, Yuli sitting there, but what is the peak age for a disc golfer? Do you think?
1: Well, I, I mean, I think it's it, obviously that's going to vary uh, for different people, but I think, you know, I think, late, late twenties into thirties is probably a pretty good answer because I feel like you still have most of the power or if not all the power that you're going to have. And, uh, you, you just have more experience and a little more, uh, healthy fear of what could possibly happen on a course. So that'd be my guess is kind of late twenties into thirties. I think that's a fair answer. I, I, I would say for me I felt like my peak was
3: just after I had turned 30 um, and I feel like I had so much to prove still and i I, I didn't feel like I had um, the titles that um, I really wanted in my career the goals that I had set out for myself and so I was still motivated motivated by those things um, so that's just personally like if I'm speaking from my experience that I guess that's when I feel like I hit my peak but like Nate said earlier, I think it's a lot about the individual and their body. You know, like I feel like bigger guys like myself um, d- d- get a little bit more wear and tear on their bodies earlier. And so I think maybe the, the peak might be in their late 20s, whereas um, somebody who's a little bit more smaller in stature, not quite doing as much damage on their, their back and their knees and all that might be able to prolong their peak into the mid to late 30s, maybe even.
2: Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is mental, honestly. I think it's – as an athlete, you decide when you want to be done. And sometimes the fatigue gets too much, like a guy like Big Germ, Or the fatigue isn't even a thing, you know, in your mind. But like a picture of LeBron. That guy's like 55, and he's the best player in the NBA still. Yeah. You know, and that's a mental thing because he decided, okay, I'm not going to have this early career. I'm going to work on my body and make sure that I'm still healthy going into there. So I think, you know, somebody, even like Johnny McCray, that guy's so stubborn right now. He's like, no, I'm yeah. still going to rip. Yeah. Know? And no matter what my body shapes in or anything, like I have the experience, I have the shots and I'm, I'm going to go out there and beat all these kids. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's what he thinks.
3: Yep. You know, LeBron's like only a few months older than Nate. And just yeah.
0: LeBron, LeBron's 36. Older, than, than Back nine, up.
3: You you're saying he's 55. Is that what you, is that how you see us?
2: In the greatest shape of any man? No, <laughs> <Why
0: not? laughs> I look at you guys, and I don't think that uh, in any way. Yeah,
2: that, that's a that makes
0: very good sense. <laughs> yeah, LeBron. LeBron's thirty six. Yules, so just ease up on the on saying how old he is. Thirty six is a spry young age.
2: Yeah, but then you look at people in our sport like a Kyle Klein, who it seems like he just won last week. And he never won before is that his peak. You know, nobody really knows. Will Schuestrick great point? Early twenties and yeah, you know, and that,
1: that can be mental and that could be physical injury. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a decent question. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed that one. Also, you know what, Jerem, I'm sorry, I totally let this one slip, man. Andrew obviously didn't see it yet when the question came in, but wait until he hears that came in like a wrecking ball line that you dropped on the practice <laughs> round too. Right. You just, you just, you just wait, Andrew, that's going to change everything.
3: Well, to be fair,
0: right after I said that, I said, no, that's a dumb joke. <laughs> I, I didn't think so. I loved it. Here's a, here's one that comes up a lot and they even shared a picture. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever thought about maybe at some point tossing a uh, Casey white in so you guys can just call yourselves, Big sexy Barry White.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we have not. No, no slight to Casey, but uh, I, I, don't think we need a fourth at the no. at this time.
3: I but. don't think
0: so either.
1: If we want to do a really funny name sometime, he'll be the first guy we call.
3: Uh, We could just call ourselves Big Sexy Barry White and not have Casey White also. That's another option. That
2: is an option. You can do that. No slight to Casey again, (laughs) Yeah, but you're out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's just no more room left on the mic. I get it. Um, Justin Morris from Facebook asks, if disc golf ended today, what would you guys all be doing for a living?
1: Like there's just no more disc golf. Just like, no more disc so,
0: so you can't do something in disc golf. You're, okay. you're out you're out in the disc golf world. What would you what would you go to? I think I'd
2: be a philosopher. Yeah. That Maybe makes you'd be a sense. philosopher. Oh uh, see,
1: Jerms, just killing it.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Jared. I got nothing from in here, but yeah, philosopher was a good one. <laughs> you're damn right <laughs> it was.
1: <laughs> I think I I think I'd would get into that science man so I could kind of know more about freeway rules and just <laughs> anything I'd I'd be getting into some I'd be getting into science I'd I'd go back I'd retreat into my laboratory
3: I uh, I think personally for me I'd probably try to invent invent a game named called disc golf like I'd probably try to like come up with some sort of like frisbee type game where you go towards an object I mean it doesn't exist anymore so I think that there's a,
2: a market for it.
3: <laughs> number one answer
2: big
0: honest, term's gonna invent
3: space answer? race i think
2: i think i would be like space uh race. some sort of coach teacher mm-hmm. probably in the golf industry
1: yeah cool
3: uh well, real t- answer I'd, I'd probably get into graphic design more um work on some apparel product design stuff like that I, i'm really interested in that kind of stuff and um i really like logo design and I'd probably find some sort of career in, in the graphic art field.
1: Awesome. Maybe, a bar, maybe a bartender.
3: Yeah, that's another option. That's, that's Mixologist. I'm not trying to, not trying to money off all of my hobbies. Yeah, fair.
0: Mixologist. Now, Yuli, you're, you're kind of coaching right now. You, you got a little coaching thing going on on your YouTube series, that scratch-to-scratch thing. How, Mr. Miyagi, are you? Like, Do you have this guy painting your fence and waxing your car and stuff and just telling him that it's good for disc golf?
2: Oh yeah, no, not Mr. Miyagi I feel like I have him running down the street You know, I'm like in the back of the truck Somebody's driving me And I'm like, get, just keep going You whip. Pick those <laughs> knees up Pick yeah. those knees up You're going to get to scratch like that You're,
1: You're going to miss low on the 18th <laughs> If you don't pick those knees up You're never going to be able to
0: putt If you don't go get my Starbucks order um. <laughs> Exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, continuing the tradition of our show, we did receive a few audio questions, um, so let's go ahead and plug one of those in right now.
2: Hey, what's up, Nate Jarrett, Yuli, and Jeremy? I hope you guys are having a great day. My name is Michael Babbitt. My question is coming from Kansas City, Missouri. All three of you guys have collectible discs. Nate with the Sex and Firebird, Yuli with the multiple. Uh, Ledgestone collabs and the Yuli Raptor and Jeremy with the Thunderbird that's always been a staple for many years. What are your guys' thoughts on the collectible discs? Do any of you guys collect discs? And what do you think about the resale value of your own discs and not getting a cut of that resale value?
1: Uh, it's amazing. The, the, collect- the collector market has blown up. I don't collect discs on purpose exactly like i definitely get get a little stack of everything with my name on it Uh, but i'm not like out there seeking out um more like paying money for them i I get the get the ones that come in my allotment so that i always have some of the stuff that i'm honored to have my name on but so i i I, I guess i wouldn't consider myself a collector in that way uh, as far as resale and not getting a cut not i, I that does not bother me in the slightest like uh Nobody gets a cut of resale, you know, like there's all kinds of sneakers that are worth tons of money. Anything that's like limited and cool is going to have a, a secondary market. And there's, it doesn't make sense uh, to get a cut out of that, you know? So I, I have no problem with that. Uh, but yeah, it blows my mind. The, the prices that are, uh, some of the stuff is going for these days. In a way,
3: we, we kind of actually are getting a cut indirectly from these resale values. I yeah. Mean, by our, our market being, kind of grandized by the, the, the people that are collecting, it makes them want to buy the next run that much more. And it makes our product sell out faster and therefore it ends up being a lot more uh, profitable for us. So I, I think it's, you know, what's not cool about it. It's incredible to think about the celebrity nature of where disc golf has taken us. And the fact that there's this, you know, it's eager market, just, chomping at the bit when our discs come out. And um, I personally don't collect either as far as like, I don't go after the valuable discs. I'm not interested in buying and flipping, but I am interested in collecting discs that I just think are cool in nature. And sometimes those end up being valuable discs. And sometimes I don't have an interest in having that disc anymore. So every once in a while I'll, you know, sell one or trade one or whatever. But for the most part, I'm not out there trying to do like the collector grind.
2: I've dabbled in the collector before I've, I've, you know, spent a little money here and there, but you know, like germ said, I think that our resale value of those is a big compliment to us, you know, to see our guy, our, our guys, you know, meaning our disc, our little buddies. Yeah. Our little buddies going for, uh two three hundred four hundred even upwards of a thousand dollars for for sexton over here, which is insane Thousands. yeah that's that's crazy, but it's a huge compliment and um yeah, I think that just speaks volumes for where the game's going and where it's at,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I mean I think it's a it's a known fact in the disc off uh disc um selling market that uh, Calvin Heinberg made a mint selling 15 Jeremy Colling Thunderbirds. So, um, I just he, he just oh. kept coming back to Jerm. I, I lost another one, and Jerm's like, Here you go, buddy. And then, you know, he's right right into the collectors' groups on Facebook. So, um, I think that was Did really that cool. You that of you tell you that story? How do you know that, a, how do you dude, know that a- Germ, I know about things, man. I'm yeah. in the scene. I don't yeah. know if you've been around or not, but I'm kind of a big deal. Let's see here so many questions that came pouring in. Um, do you guys hate losing to anyone in particular other than germ?
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, let's see. I, I don't have like, I guess I don't really have like people that I like single out as like that. I can't lose them, but yeah, I, just, I don't, I just don't like scrolling down and seeing my name. So there's a. I I can only take so much scroll before I start getting mad. So I don't I don't like losing to anyone I guess but uh, I I wouldn't say there's like a, somebody I put a target on that I'm like if they beat me I'm retiring.
2: I know I know Paul's. Oh, I've had many. <laughs> I, I used to be like, okay, that's my nemesis, and then I would just like put their picture on the wall and like never you'll never <laughs> beat me. But that that turned into a, like a bad idea because I would end up picking guys who. Just decided to be the greatest players of all time after I picked them. Like my, my one nemesis for a little bit was Eagle. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I gotta be Eagle. And then it's just like, well, he defeated me.
1: <laughs> so that's, uh, not a good one. And then <laughs>
2: recently my one that I like to beat, like just makes my heart really happy deep inside is Drew Gibson. Drew Gibson. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's he's like the coming. greatest feeling of all time. <laughs> but he's like so good, and he's like his putter has gotten so hot this season that it's like he's always been a great thrower of the disc. You know, I think everybody knows that. And now he's making all these putts, and I'm like, unbelievable. I turned <laughs> him into the greatest player <laughs> <Yeah>. ever.
3: <laughs> Yours going back in the day was was Nico. Yeah, I remember you and Nico had this like rivalry that I don't even know Nico knew about. And and it was just crazy because he was the best player too. Like you have this incredible way of picking the worst rival possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, you know, for a while it was Drew. Um, and that was like one of my favorite people to beat just because we always just talked a little bit of trash and like, it's sometimes bordered on the line of like, are we talking trash in a fun way or is this serious? Like I can't quite tell the difference. And, um, and so I, I, it was nice to beat him. But like, like Paul, uh, I've lost that battle so many times. The only time I ever beat Drew is when we're on a short technical course. And then other than that, if we're playing a big boy course, he lays the back end daddy as he calls it smack down on me (laughs) and so I don't really I don't really beat Drew Gibson anymore but yeah I I mean I've definitely had different periods of of picking people that I thought like if I can beat this person I know I'm gonna finish well and I'm gonna feel you know accomplished that weekend and um you know, I, I, it just it's, it, it just changes over time.
2: I get the warm fuzzies when I beat you two for sure. Oh, and yeah. I know you guys are looking at the scoreboard yeah. and looking at each other. Oh, yeah. I'll say Paul, I'll oh, throw Paul in the yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely.
1: definitely, and yeah, and I, that's a good idea from Yuli about the picture on the wall. Do you, if you have a printer with you, Jeremy, in your car, give me a picture of Macbeth? I'm gonna put it on the wall
2: <laughs> and got, make oh, him yeah, the greatest you don't already, already been have done
1: them. by somebody. Somebody put his picture on the wall and they're regret. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna mean mug him, I'm gonna mean mug him every night before bed. I'm gonna just give you like Never beaten me again. <laughs> yeah, will I blow him a
3: kiss every once in a while? Sure, <laughs>
1: sure, I, I sure, After I beat him,
0: <laughs> sure. I was gonna say I don't pretend, do don't pretend like, like you don't somebody already have. Who's
2: them. like had a pretty long? Career I didn't bring, I didn't bring like,
1: my posters to Emporia. That's the issue, Jared.
2: Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and hasn't quite like peaked. You know what I mean? Like a Max Nichols, like. Mm. I'll just put him on the wall, and then all of a sudden he just turns. It, it into just the comes goat back. <laughs> just.
3: Thomas Gilbert's a good person right there because he's right there at the precipice Dude. of like consistency and being really great, and then every once in a while, we we uh,
1: we see Thomas
3: not bringing his best effort and.
1: I feel very fortunate because I, for about two years, I've been saying, well, in about three months, I'll never beat Thomas again. Yeah. And I, I'm just hanging on tooth and nail here. So I hope that, I hope that continues a little bit longer, but he has that. It won't, it, it won't. probably won't, but I've been saying it a long time. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Thomas, I I know you're probably out there listening. Better get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's certainly, he's certainly getting there. And, uh, yeah, Yuli, if you want to like, you know, Make me your your nemesis and, and maybe I can step my game up a little bit. I, I could take the help anywhere I can get. So um, if you keep picking these people and they keep turning into good players, I would like to get on that list somehow of like the voodoo dolls. Yeah,
2: message me. It's $5,000 for me to go
0: <laughs> for me to beat you over and over and over. Um, is that American or what kind of funds are we talking here? 5,000 oh, American one at hotmail.com.
2: I need yes. some money. Somebody stole all my money yesterday. So Yeah, we
1: had some fraud hit the hit the Airbnb. Oh he'll be back. He'll be back. But it was a unfortunate situation. Venmo is on the case. <laughs>
0: Somewhere, somewhere, Nico LaCastro is just living it up on uh, on Paul's venue. Yeah. <laughs> got him again. Got him. Got him so good.
2: Juggling his trophies.
0: Just taking his. Pads, sweet
2: yeah. to it. Just taking
0: there. his sweet sweet time at the counter. Not quite ready to take the money out and pay yet, but he knows he's going to eventually. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if there was a buddy movie made about you three. Which actors would get the call to portray you all? And that comes from Gene on Facebook.
1: If there was a movie made about (laughs) us, made about us, who would play? Who would play us? I feel like I could see, I could see Yuli, like maybe like a, how about like a Paul Rudd? He's kind of, he's kind of great. He's kind of slender, slender, dark haired. Yeah. Handsome.
3: And he's, and he's funny in a way that you don't want to laugh at, but you just do. Yeah. You just do. No, I Paul, feel like Paul Rudd
1: would be good. I feel like it. You know, people know are going to be in the is. comments. You don't know who Paul Rudd yeah. is?
0: Mm-hmm. What is going on? I right love now? Him, man, pop up.
1: Ant Man.
2: Payless. Pay what? Ant Man. You know and Cole the Redd. Wasp. Okay. He must be the most He's, handsome man. You will there. love him once you <laughs> see him.
1: That guy. That guy. He looks kind of like you. Look at that puff of hair on top of his head. I can see that. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, the comments are probably already going that I should be Channing Tatum. I don't. I don't know (laughs) that. I don't know that. I. uh, I've never quite seen the resemblance that others seem to see, but I embrace it because people think he's a good-looking guy. So maybe.
0: Yeah i (laughs) Uh, i asked
1: I I asked your wife
0: and Hannah Macbeth Um, about this.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: and uh, and they they said that it, you would be Channing Tatum, and Paul would be Mario Lopez, and I just don't know what the hell happened. Somehow it went from being a really cool disc golf movie to two guys that don't have shirts on the whole time. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's this other guy, Mario Lopez? Really? You
1: don't know
3: Mario what?
0: Lopez? Did you ever watch Saved by the Bell? What is happening what? with Yuli right now? I don't
3: know. The pop culture references are. Really
1: have you heard great, of right? Have you heard of Brad Pitt? Have you heard of Leonardo DiCaprio? I
2: looked up Mario Lopez and a and a girl came up. Which hey, I'm not mad about it. She's (laughs) attractive. And
1: you're saying you're going for like a a Hemsworth? Uh,
3: Yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, just for the body shape. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. When he does the when it's fat Thor. (laughs) (laughs) He's
3: actually portraying he's portraying Hulk Hogan next. I'll smash you with my hammer.
0: Yeah, you will. You for sure will. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so great. Yeah, I I, so and then I did the Amside podcast a few weeks ago, and the guy's like, "Yeah, man, anyone ever tell you you look like Matt Damon?" And I'm like, "No, that's crazy talk. What are you What are you guys talking about?" So I don't know. Somehow all these crazy names get thrown out there. But have um, you heard of Matt Damon, Yuli? Yeah, I can't put the face to the name. Okay. Okay. Julie, what do you do in your free time? Are you just Fortnite all the time or like you don't have TMZ access or I do podcasts. I do hard work.
2: He does a
1: lot of poster printing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, All right. So let's see here. Uh, Jared from Buffalo asks, Hey Paul, remember when you used to have a man bun? I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Next question. Um, (laughs) Ryan from Facebook asks, I'd love to hear each member of the Big Sexy Barry list the greatest weakness and strength of their other members.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I have to say the, we- the weakness and the strength of the other guys, not myself.
0: Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. You can pick on them.
1: Okay. I mean, obviously, germ strength is the, fore- the forehand and the angles and the power. For the forehand in general.
3: Oh, we're going disc golf game. I thought that we were going with oh, character. I hope it's not character. Let's stick with the game. I think is game. That, you yeah. can attack the game. If you attack my character, yeah, let's take my crumb, yeah
1: game. It's yeah. the game. Yeah, it's the forehand, it's the angles, it's the versatility, it's the do everything forehand, the greatest one there is. And as far as a weakness for the big guy.
2: I no, we'll just have to come back later for that one. Yeah. You can go to the highway to find that Yeah, thing.
1: you might. It's it, it's like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it's a, it's uh, It's I I've, I I go between I go between the mental game and that backhand late release. It's Yanko, a, the that, biggest weakness. You can't just list two things. And and and, and after and there's also no. I think uh, I think uh, yeah sure yeah I'll I'll take the mental game. You you can you can go after him on the on the backhand Yanko uh, as far and then I guess let's see for Yuli. Biggest strength is like uh, commitment to his gaps, I think, like just kind of powering through what he wants to do and being like really, uh, really good at like not wimping a shot, I feel like. So commitment, gap hitting, and weakness is probably, I mean, certainly forehand distance is not good, but uh, not even yeah. top five. Well, distance—not even yeah. top ten thousand. Okay, all right, just checking. Yeah, there's. Yeah, um, I go higher. Maybe, maybe like no. There's so many ams that can boom a forehand. Oh, I'm saying twenty five thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty five thousand. Yeah, total number, yeah, yeah, totally. Remember, totally. Like, maybe, um, maybe and more. then yeah, I think maybe maybe it's either the forehand or maybe like just the knees, like just the body. The knees mm-hmm. are a problem. You want to go hit me? Wanna,
3: hit on, me. You go. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna save the best for last. year. So you can go. Last. What
2: does Nate bring two things out? I know he just.
3: What
1: well, I just did the strengths and weaknesses. He goes it's
3: one strength, one strength, and, and then there's Hawaii.
2: like it splits. But it, here's why it is. not No, no. It's Hawaii like why knees? Why not just a uh, knee?
1: I didn't know there was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's that you guys are so strong that I I'm, I waffle on the weaknesses. It's kind of like it could be mental. It could be yanks. It could be like left knee
2: could uh, be right. It could be
1: like timing on jokes. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things where you could that you could go with for weaknesses, but it's like none of them are all that weak. You get it? To be fair, Yuli's bad knee is so bad that it basically counts as too bad because it knees. makes his other knee do everything.
3: Yeah. So in, a, in turn, that's just too much work for yeah. one knee. Yeah. Um, Nate, his biggest strength is, um, I think, game plan, strategy, execution, uh, picking the right shot and throwing the right angles, knowing how to bring the um the the percentages into the into his game plan. Um and he's able to just execute that to a point where it's he's not really getting himself into trouble. So it's like, you know, the Nate Safety thing is a joke that we make that we say all the time. You know, he's got an aggressive game plan, but it seems safe because he just executes that game plan really well. Uh his biggest weakness isn't necessarily like a traditional weakness in the sense that it, I don't know if this has really hurt him, but it, it maybe has maybe the difference between him being Nate Sexton or him being like Ricky Wysocki, Paul McBeth is that he just doesn't have the killer spirit that those players um, have that makes them world beaters. Uh, he doesn't, you know, and, and and we've spent a lot of time talking about this. We, we both kind of suffer from this and I don't maybe suffer is not the right word, but we both, are maybe held back as far as how much we could achieve because we're not out there to beat the world. We're just out there to do as well as we can and enjoy the sport. Like that's why we got into it in the first place. And um, those guys are like, I'm the man, I am the man. And that motivates them. And for us, it's more about something else. So it's, it's his weakness and my weakness at the same time,
1: killer instinct,
3: the killer instinct thing. Yeah, for sure. As for Paul, Yuli's got a killer instinct. As for Paul, his strength is um, his his preparation, his work ethic, his ability to scrap what's working for him at the time and sacrifice everything to for the betterment of his game and the betterment of him having a chance to be a major champion, which is his lifetime ultimate goal. And he knows he has this ultimate confidence that that will happen by doing exactly what he's doing. And there's no one in the world that could convince him otherwise. He is the most stubborn person and that is his best strength is that his stubbornness has led him on the path that has brought him here. Um his biggest weakness can sometimes be his stubbornness. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it can kind of sometimes get in the way when it's like, "Hey, man, this works. Like, do this thing," and and he wants to try something else and and figure it out to improve. And sometimes that process of improvement, you know, temporarily hurts him. But you know, in the in the end, he's the one that's kind of looking back and laughing and saying, "Hey." I beat you anyway, so <laughs> who are you to give me advice? Um, but, yeah, I think his biggest weakness is probably his uh, his lack of style, I think, maybe. Oh, wait. What did that <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: Wow. I didn't All expect right. to do this. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> Let me make sure this thing's working. Hell, yeah. Hot mic. Hot mic. I think it's funny. No, this is funny. I think your guys' biggest weakness is my biggest strength, which makes us a great little, th- you know, yeah, okay, okay, you know, trio. Jeremy Yanks is backhand straight right awful. That's got to be terrifying to play, of course. Like, when is this just <laughs> 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 what is just going into it's a one out of every
3: 20? But you never know, <laughs> but every one round has, 20. has
1: 21 backhands. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. When we play 21 whole courses, he's just like, oh boy, when's it going to be? <laughs> and then Nate, I know through your whole career has been early, yep. like commitment of the shot. And that's where I never miss left or right. I feel like, I feel like, like you said, I kind of go right down the middle. Yep. So if we were to do a little trio, maybe we should start this tournament. We'd be unstoppable. Yeah, we've
1: got all the... All well,
2: the- yeah, yeah, everything.
1: We got a nice wide sprinkler <laughs> r- place. We have a lot of upshots to look at.
3: Well, we got, we got left, right, middle. No, you I think, yeah, position. I
1: think that's accurate. My, my number one miss is certainly early.
2: No, I was, the, all your guys' backhands are fine, obviously. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Nate's a double edged short here. Okay. Okay. I think that sometimes playing safe is a strength. True, you know, and I also think it's sometimes a weakness because you're so consistent, right? Yeah, but the winning percentage is kind of it's true. But I, but I don't think I played safe anymore. I mean, he's won fifty percent of the last
3: two tournaments he's played on tour. That's true. No,
1: that's not true. No, that's not. What true. was the last tournament you play, You played two Vegases in a Memorial.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's not really, That wasn't on the tour, technically. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. You but,
3: won two of the last. Dis- but no,
1: I, I I hear where you're coming from. But I think I don't play safe anymore because I go because I go for whole 16. All right, I'll just say
2: the early. Now thing we're running backhand, yeah, and yeah. then the late thing with germs. Yeah, probably the weakness, which I think you guys both can agree. I agree. With. I totally agree. And then as I, I disagree. <laughs> Of many more weaknesses that are way worse than that. And then strength, obviously, Germ's sidearm is a huge strength. But he's also, you guys are both great putters, I, I think. When I think of you guys, I think of good putters. It's hard for me to find strength for them. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: that was my strength. You guys are both good putters. That's my strength. <laughs> Damn. Really you laying it
0: on set, set for, it. for you.
1: Yeah, you got Germ with the forehands. Amazing, amazing. And you guys are both pretty good, great Gish putters and that's
0: about <laughs> it for me sorry wow well you know well you know nate he did go ahead and mention that you were a double-edged sword and obviously he's talking about your new signature disc the x available yeah, from end be. of a champion disc yeah. so hearing yeah, him that's, talk that's about great. that make sure you check out that nate sexton x yeah yeah do it um <laughs> all right let's uh let's plug in another audio question here hey guys just wanted to quickly say thanks for doing this podcast Nate, practicality aside, what's your favorite slash most fun way to throw a disc? Yules, when can my noodle arm expect ESP Nuke SS's back in stock? I need something a little uh a little more understable to put with. And Germ, when are we going to get a tutorial on how to throw the pterodactyl? I tried to go through the motion my big dumb body doesn't know what to do and just wants to fall over. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Well, Jerm's the perfect guy. He, he too has a big dumb body. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I mean, my favorite shot to throw is as far as I can, I think. Throwing far is the most fun.
3: Most Nate safe to answer ever. Just come up with something. <laughs> that is
1: something. Throw as far as I freaking can. Way up high over every tree, higher than you ever threw in your whole life. Over all the trees, gliding out, coming back.
2: That's what I like to do. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure he wants to putt with a SS nuke, if I heard that right. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I heard that too. He's a nuke. What? One. He, what? To, he just wants to throw he with it. He wants to the th- question, boys. I know that it's tough. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, all
1: right.
3: Well, he wants to throw the Nate Sexton signature line over the top of the trees, but he wants to do it with a nuke SS. When can you expect that to come? No, he out? wants to putt with it. Okay. That's what he said.
0: Is there a nuke SS coming or not, Yuli? It is what he said. Um,
2: <clears throat> everything's out. Everything's going to always be out. I'm going to just say that. Sorry. Too many people buy everything. Disc Golf's so popular. In order to get one of those, I'm sure you can go on one of the collector pages on Facebook. and You might pay overpriced, but you'd be able to get one.
3: Uh, our question asker is in luck. I've already actually filmed a pterodactyl claw. Um, a uh, tutorial it's on innova discs channel and it's from several years ago we filmed at uh in santa cruz and i just gave a quick little tutorial but i've been thinking about doing a little bit more comprehensive one just because I, you know if i want people to hurt themselves and their big dumb bodies i want them to, to do it the right way and uh, it was kind of a brief tutorial the one that i filmed before so maybe i might do a little bit more of an in-depth look into the dumbest most useless throw in disc golf
0: All right. I like it. Um, Here's one that came in. A zoned in Ricky Wysocki. I mean, when he's just at the top of his game and you guys have to play him in a final hole for all the money. And it's going to be a trio of you guys versus Ricky. Who's taking the drive? Who's taking the upshot and who's putting it?
3: I'm taking Ricky out. Full tackle. <laughs> All <laughs> the money.
0: If you can catch him. If you can catch him. He moves <laughs> he and
2: talks no fast, man. Have yeah, you ever seen those Ricky legs? Those Raptor legs? Jeez, yeah, I pulled
0: pull two out. hammies yeah. trying to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I feel like I want to throw the upshot. Hmm. I feel like we want to put the big man on the tee.
0: Yeah,
2: I'll make the putt.
1: It'll be really close. I'm throwing the upshot. Give me a,
3: give me a tunnel tee shot finishes right
1: yeah it's not that it's a it's a boomer i think it's this is a par, <laughs> this is a par four i mean there's a there's an, there's a meaty upshot left to be thrown this is a part this is Jonesboro. this is a par four
3: well yeah but i mean still i need like a, a long tunnel t shot where like a 400 foot low ceiling shot that finishes right to set yourself up position for maybe like another 330 yeah
1: because then you'd only be like 35 behind rick so we'd be set up in a, in a spot where we could maybe push something up in there.
3: Oh boy. Put the pressure on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Good point.
1: yeah. And but I also, I could take the putt because keep in mind, one of my strengths is that germ is a good putter. <laughs> so I could maybe take the putt. Or actually, I, well, t- technically that's my only strength. Uh, germ is a good
2: putter. Actually, I'm going to take every shot. Because I'm too prideful to let you, ladies, mess it up. Oh, my
3: God. I'll be doing commentary on the whole thing.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Well, that took a turn that I didn't see coming, for sure. Um, Absolutely, it did. Well, guys, I I know you guys are out there in in Kansas. Um, Two of you guys have to get ready to play. The other one has to get ready to commentate. Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Nate, Yuli, how you guys feeling uh, about the rest of the tournament here?
1: Oh, pretty good. It's sunny and not windy. So yesterday was like a rainstorm and windy, and it looks so much nicer now. Uh, and I feel, I feel great.
2: Feeling like a million bucks. Looking like, like a horses, million bucks little, too. Little horse.
3: Um, no, I'm kidding. Everything's everything's uh Set up well for these guys to finish this event. Great. Um, obviously, Nate, is, is, he's kind of starting his touring season off of this event. And we're pumped to see um, him out there here, out here on tour with us. And, you know, Paul's got to get a win eventually. Uh, so, you know, this, the percentages are just really on his side. So,
1: good stuff. As long as he beats Eagle, he'll win.
0: He's not, <laughs> not the NEMI anymore. <laughs> no, he's 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 friends. He's my friend now, right? He's, no, him he, a...
2: I was like, what? I I have a sad feeling that I was like level two in his life, and he just beat me, and now he's like, he's on the boss yeah. level. Yeah, they, they're coming out with season four for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's already beat all those others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: They came out with new expansion packs that had Calvin. Yeah. And he's and doing Super like stickerson. you know,
1: you know what like a speed run is where the guy's yeah. like if he's do, he's going back to the beginning of the game, he's just speed running Yuli, where he just like goes hop, 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 hop dead and on to the next boss. Exactly. <laughs> and I be I new world record, Yuli down, 28 seconds.
2: <laughs> and then he thinks, like, man, that was really hard
0: to get past him when I first started. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what, did you, what did you guys do to piss off that lawnmower guy?
1: Nothing, so nothing. I got off a bus. Yeah, absolutely nothing. That guy would, did not care about anyone or anything except getting that grass trimmed. I,
3: I, I could not believe the man's focus on that grass and the complete utter disregard of human life. I mean, this guy was <laughs> zipping full lawnmower speed at us and not changing direction, not looking up. There's no wave of acknowledgement. Like, Oh, sorry for getting close. It was, you hear me coming idiot. Get out of the way.
1: Yeah. Not even like a wave of like, just you're also a person. Yeah. Not even nothing. Just.
2: I thought it was interesting that I got off the bus. He basically ran me over. Yeah. We had a standoff. I looked at him like, really? Yeah. And he looked at me like, why are you in my way? And I'm like, I'm on a fifty push person bus. I'm on the Windstar. Yeah, this is where I came from. I'm (laughs) sorry. Yeah,
1: I just got out of the bus. What do you? There's only one door, sir. I was expecting like Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, almost killed you, but yeah. But he was like,
1: "You messed me up." (laughs) I'm ten seconds behind now.
2: (laughs) He had to get that parking lot lot trim. Jones
1: Park, but
0: my gosh, that guy was.
2: Then he ran over my disc.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. So I have a little bit of a theory, and I think some of that might be our fault, Nate. Um, if you go back to the Ricky Wysocki episode, you kind of mentioned that you were going to be doing some digging into the Dynamic Disc crew and their mm. hot dog stamping antics. Um, I think Eric Oakley might have slid that guy a couple bucks and tried to put an end to this whole investigation. Um, now, I've already said on on record, I believe that Eric Oakley has started the whole hot dog stamping uh thing yuli germ what do you guys think if you had to if you had to put your gas on who's going around and wiener stamping everyone's discs uh who is it i well
3: as as like number one suspect for a long time i had a lot of time to think about like okay who is it actually um and i feel like I didn't really have a good theory until Ricky came on the show and he said that he thinks it's the entire DD team. And that was the only thing that really has resonated with me that it makes sense. Like, obviously Eric wasn't at the Memorial people were getting stamped there. So maybe a little handoff from Vegas down to, you know, whoever was at the Memorial, give it back to Eric, maybe give it to someone else, Chris Clemens or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that strategy makes sense and they have the most to benefit from it. So I, I I subscribe
2: to that one. I think it might be a media guy,
3: Mm. like Mm. a sneaky
2: media guy who's not in the limelight. and He's like, I'm gonna get all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's twisting the side of his handlebar mustache before he does it.
3: Yeah, (laughs) oh, they think we have to look for a handlebar mustache. That's smart. The first lead,
1: smart.
0: All right. Well, I think uh, I think that does it guys. I know you have a lot going on today. Um as we're recording this, it's Thursday. This show is going to drop tomorrow morning on Friday. So, uh we really kind of pushed it here. So, Nate, thank you so much for, for lining up Paul and, uh, and big germ. Uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck and what you got going on germ. You absolutely killed the live commentary yesterday. I uh, can't wait to get on and hear some more and, uh, you know, Nate and, and Yuli, I'm always watching out for you guys and, uh, and seeing how you're doing out there on tour. So, uh, I know everyone's excited to see Nate back out there playing and, uh, you know, Yuli, you're, you're going to have that, that, that top five or 10 finish uh, as always. Right. That's right. Maybe not one. But you'll be in that. No, you'll know, be in that one. You'll be in that <laughs> top five. say that. <laughs> you'll be you'll you'll be in I'm that okay top five. For I sure. I
2: literally nemesis. Too many people for me ever to win again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, they, like they say, if you're if you're having fun, you're you're winning. Um, guys, we thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, if you enjoy what's going on here, check out our sponsors over at FisherDiscGolf.com, and of course, Double G Craft Jerky. Sure. Have you had some double G craft jerky? You got a favorite flavor?
3: I have many favorite flavors The the garlic lovers is, is great. Sometimes the hot boom sauce is my favorite, but sometimes man, I get the wrong pepper on it and it's a little spicy, but I love the flavor. The original is so, so good. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely enjoyed all of it. I've actually even tried a couple sample flavors that uh, have not made it yet to packaging and I've enjoyed those as well. So we'll see if those come out and, uh,
0: for everyone else to try as well. Now, does Yuli, Does he ever let you try any? Even though you're you're playing with the enemy, that, no. does, does he ever share with you? Uh, yeah. a sharing sh- guy. Me? Yeah, yeah I should. I, I'm
3: a
2: sharer. Garrett's, Garrett Garrett hooks it up with some packs. Like a, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, not having the best round. I go back to my bag. He wasn't even on my card, and he had left me a nice little care package there. The original. Wow.
0: And I was like, wow, that was really cool. That That's dude. a good deal. Yeah. He is a good dude. Um, So, guys, make sure you're checking out uh, everybody and what they got going on out there at the uh, DDO. Uh, Of course, you can follow us at Running It with Nate Sexton on Facebook and Instagram. You can check out the archives. We've got 22 shows in the books now. Uh, Lots of great interviews. You guys can check us out at Running It with Nate Sexton on YouTube, iTunes, Google, anywhere where you're getting podcasts. You guys can go ahead and check us out. And, uh, we're really looking forward to, uh, continuing to getting this going for you guys here. Now, Nate, I know we end the show the same way every time you got to be true to it. Cause you're out there playing in the tournament. Cause I know a lot of people are kind of just, you know, laying them up and playing it safe, but us look, man, I, I
1: had a two footer for Eagle and I went for birdie on the hardest part three on the course. And I got it. I'm running it. That's all I do. That's right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.